Hey, welcome to the Humanto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. Hey, I'm Johnny, founder of TheVentureOut.com, the best way to start your day and be more productive and more positive. So go sign up, The Venture Out. And I am Bo. That's it. <laughs> Come on. That's more than enough, my friend. <laughs> Why don't you sell yourself yeah, short there? I did have a quotable quote, but my quotable quote uh, left. <laughs> ah, yes, the old tab. Uh, today is Wednesday, February 27th, 2019, and The Junto is a shop. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in there, man. I'll leave it in. All okay. Right. <laughs> the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there, we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. How's profound. everybody doing? Doing great, man. Feeling a little better. I was a little down under the weather last week and uh, slowly climbing back up, man. I see you drinking some kind of, uh, looks like a health drink of some sort. Oh, I thought it was Gatorade. <laughs> it's Gatorade. Oh, it's oh, okay. Gatorade. <laughs> you know, know, it's full of electrolytes. That's fantastic for you, right? Yeah, it's uh, salt <laughs> water. Everybody needs electrolytes. <laughs> Uh, what is that Brondo? Brondo, <laughs> drink Brondo. It has electrolytes. I need to watch that movie again because it's <laughs> like it's it's so. What is electrolytes? Prescient. I don't know. It's good. It's it's, it's president, right? Yeah. Like the president was a pro, a pro wrestler, and people forget that Donald Trump is in the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> 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 All right, let me see. You got anything uh, going on in your lives right now, guys? Anything you're looking forward to? Anything you want to bring up? Just shoot the crap. Well, I'll just quickly mention uh, two things. Um, the Venture Out's hosting a pretty big campaign coming up, and where wow. we're also promoting this show, the Junto Show. Cool, so cool. Uh, hopefully, we'll gain a lot of subscribers and listeners, and uh, and so forth. And the second thing is, hey, if you are a fan, if you are listening to us right now, uh, we appreciate you guys going to Patreon.com/slash Junto Show, where you can go donate maybe a buck or two and uh, help feed us. <laughs> You know, I'm pretty hungry. Please, sir, may I have some <laughs> some gruel? <laughs> you know, I, the ramen noodles ain't cheap these days. Yeah, they are. <laughs> ramen. It's like uh, I think I think Wendy's and Burger King both have a deal where you can get like four different items for for four dollars. You can either get a hamburger, chicken nuggets, a drink, and French fries, and like and some other thing. One of four things for for four dollars. Yeah, the, the the dollar menu. Yeah, and I'm just like, but the dollar menu was a thing in like the early 90s and the way inflation works y'all are putting sawdust in that food to still be able to charge a dollar for it 20 years later like dude i don't i don't trust it that that is one of the most woke things you've ever said <laughs> stay woke buddy <laughs> oh man well hey but uh, until uh arby's becomes a sponsor i'm a hate on him so <laughs> so uh get, get that money flowing arby's all right so we're going to get things started here with our first segment hot take news Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. Okay, first story. Most Americans failed an American civics test, proving Lance's theory that Americans have no understanding of both history and also how the government works. So it says uh, a new poll shows that a little over a third of Americans would pass the multiple choice U.S. citizenship test, modeled after the one taken by immigrants in the process of naturalization. That's crazy, man. I'm not so, too surprised. So I actually yeah. looked up a sample test. So Are you going to give it to us? Yeah, I'm going to give okay, it to okay. you. Well, I got a couple questions, questions here, okay? Right. So let's, let's put this to the test. All right. How All right. good are we with our civics? Okay. Question number one. What movement tried to end racial discrimination? I, I'm not even going to give you the multiple choice. We should know this. Also, that's a trash-ass question because there's, like, <laughs> there's like 30 of them. <laughs> but uh, I believe the answer they're looking for is the 1960, or really the 1920s to 1960s civil rights movement. Correct. It is not prohibition. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the multiple choice qu- op- okay. options. Okay, number two. Okay. okay. All right. I'm going to say the last one for the, har- the, the, the hardest one for last. Okay. So, number two. What is the name of the Speaker of the House of Representatives now? No. Well, Nancy Pelosi. Boom, boom, boom. All right. Where's where, uh, where she from? Uh, California. There you go. All right, Bo. Yeah. What does the president's cabinet do? Stores his uh, plates. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it stores his chi- China. <laughs> it's fine, China. It is the uh, series of people that are advisors and cabinet or, or heads of departments that advise the president and run the government. Yep. Correct. They do not make laws. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Next question. They implement. Well, I mean, th- through the rulemaking process. They execute it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, which ties the next question. Who makes federal laws? Legislative. The, the oh, there you Congress. go. All right. What is one reason colonists came to America? Slavery. Religious freedom. 
<laughs> the answer is probably religious freedom or something. Freedom. Yeah. And then, so the hardest one, the Federalist Papers yep. supported the passage of the U.S. Constitution. Name one of the writers. Uh, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> well, you got Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> is it Alexander Hamilton? Yeah. Okay. Hamilton. Alexander wrote 52 papers. It's part of a song. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. So sounds like we would all pass. Okay. So, all right. I can get to retain my citizenship. Oof. But, uh, okay, but see, I, I think I have an issue with how the country's run and how people kind of just are checked out with the government. And this yeah. type of stuff, people, a third of people flunking it or passing it, is a. Uh, it makes sense. Like that's part of the problem. Yeah. But I think actually, I think more people are attuned to the government now than they have been in probably decades. Yeah, I feel yeah. Well, thank you, Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is the one thing I think people are more engaged, and uh, so there, there's that. But uh, I'm not engaged. <laughs> no, so you, lonely over here. Just uh, you go to trumpsingles.com. <laughs> Find your red hat. <laughs> All right, so. There's a little thing going on in the news here. I don't know if you guys have heard about this guy. Uh, I think it's pronounced just 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 Smollett. Yeah. <laughs> you heard about this story, Bo? Yeah. You know, actually, I was glad to see Charles Barkley's rendition of what happened. Never when, with Charles Barkley. <laughs> but, uh, whenever I first heard the story, um, I kept it to myself because I didn't. But I was. It sounded. It sounded not plausible. The, the sentence of the the story that I heard, but I, I didn't know anything about it. So I didn't say anything. You didn't. But then th- when I saw Charles Barkley laughing about <laughs> it on the NBA show, I was like, okay, it wasn't just me that thought this. Well, good, good instinct too. <laughs> Give it to yourself. But yeah. yeah, so like when it was like a uh, a couple of Trump supporters recognized me from Empire. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like. I was like <laughs> so did you did you know who Jesse Smollett or I think. No. Smollett was before no. this whole thing blew no. up. I think I watched one episode of Empire when it first, like the first episode. Cookie. Of <laughs> so, so actually, uh, his sister is a well-known actress as well, oh. Journey Smollett, who I have had a crush on for easily twenty years, and she's going to be one of the actresses in the Birds of Prey movie. Hey, oh. fantastic! Yeah, so there's a Good little stuff. a little reference for you. Good. <laughs> Good. Good. All right, so so. This whole thing with the Jesse Smollett is wild. When it first came out, you know, it was like a hate crime against a uh, queer black person, and the people are, you know, quote unquote, uh, Trump Trump supporters. And I was like, oh man, that's terrible that they would do that. And I was just like, you know, believe victims, believe victims. And I still hold by that. You know? Definitely. Like if Definitely. if the next guy comes out and says it's a problem, he got attacked, I'm going to believe him. And if I get fooled a hundred times, that is the- well, as Bush said. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me, you ain't gonna fool me again. <laughs> can't, can't, can't <laughs> right, uh, and one, one, I don't think you will get fooled a hundred times because you know the percentage of people that fake these things is is super duper low. But there is a lesson to be learned, I think, in in this story. I don't know <laughs> what it is. That's a boy who cried wolf. Uh, it it sucks too because I th- I think a lot of people were looking for an excuse to write off victims claims of abuse or or of uh hate crimes or whatever and it sucks that he gave them a plausible yeah a thing they can point to when they want to dismiss See, it happens then that guy lied about it and yeah exactly yeah. so horrible thing but we should still believe in victims yeah i, I agree I brave agree. enough to come forward let's believe them yeah they said uh according to uh you know various sources i think the southern poverty law center but i, I stated it but i saw a number on cnn it said that um the statistics released last November showed the number of hate crimes uh, in the United States rose by 17% in 2017 compared to 2016. And uh, it was the third straight year that hate crime incidents rose. So I'm just like, you know, if only we could figure out what happened three years ago, that would make uh, <laughs> bigots start feeling emboldened to start committing hate crimes. So um, so even though uh, Jesse, well, you know what? Is it for sure that he faked it all? Yeah, I think he faked it. And everything's still allegedly. You still got the presumptions of innocence. But when the cops come out with that much evidence, when Jesse Smollett wrote a check to those two guys to do. Man, that was a fitness training, boy. I'm trying to get these abs going. You know how hard it is? Because <laughs> yeah, the diaphragm going to single empire. <laughs> uh, I did see a video of the, the black guys, like some ripped Nigerians buying uh, ski masks in a, at a hair salon. <laughs> so I feel like that's not good. <laughs> Doesn't make his case very well. All right, let's see what else we got here in the old hot take news. Oh, okay. In tech news, um, I don't know if you guys have followed. I think Samsung and Huawei both released their prototypes yeah. for the new foldable phones. 
their their phone. Didn't, didn't Huawei steal Samsung's? I, I saw tech? something where it was like uh, Huawei hacked Samsung maybe a couple years ago. Yeah. And then coincidentally, they both came out with uh, foldable phones at about yeah. the same time. <laughs> Yeah, so Huawei is that Chinese company that yep. like uh, is known. For, uh, we can't it's even Chinese telecom. Can't even bring them in America anymore, right? Well, I've actually outfitted my entire house with the home security by Huawei. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the dear leader. It was the uh, was the vice president or CEO was arrested in Canada. Yeah, is that what's going on there? You know, uh, I don't know what's going I, on with that. I know what's going on there. Okay, what's going so on? So the whole thing here is all about five G. This is all about the dominance of the next generation of uh, telecommunications, and China's way ahead with their Huawei company that's been stealing all this information. Anyways, they, they've been installing this 5G infrastructure in lots of governments and lots of countries, and America's right. against it because, hey, if you install 5G Huawei-type systems, we won't trust your network, and therefore we won't be able to interact with security protocols yeah. with your government. So don't install Huawei stuff, right? But the reason why we actually arrested – we didn't arrest it, but uh, Canada detained her at our behest was because uh, Huawei and her company had – or her – and Huawei had uh, violated some um, uh, the Iran sanctions, ah. right? And that was the technicality that we asked Canada to hold on to, right? But China, being the big uh, government they are, um, pressured Canada too much. So Canada's like, "Hey, that's cool, man. We'll let her go." So, oh, you- well, I thought there was like it was a pretty big hubbub. They let her go. What well, after all the hubbub? Okay. I believe I believe so. I, I believe she's. Yeah, she's I, don't, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so do you guys uh, have you seen the, the foldable phones? It folds into a tablet, like a phone turns to an iPad. Have you seen this? I've I've seen the reaction, and it, not everybody's impressed. Oh, I like it. Also, yeah. funny thing to note: the Huawei phone looked uh, better than the Samsung phone. So it's like they stole their tech and then made it better. The Samsung one has a crease in the middle, and the Huawei one doesn't. <laughs> well, who'd have thunk? Get rid of the crease. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like two grand, though, for these phones, so good luck. But, and also, I saw the new Samsung. I'm a big iPhone guy. iPhone, iPad, uh, MacBook, all that junk. I saw the new Samsung Galaxy S10 cell phone, and I think it might be the first time I'm thinking about getting what? a Samsung versus... What's so awesome about it? It made you switch. It... It just had so much more stuff. So, well, wh- Samsung. That's what they. That's what they do. It's stuff that full of crap. Yeah. It had, one that had like nine cameras on it. Like it's got like three cameras in the front and like four or five in the back. Like depth cameras does all this different crap. Uh, it can charge wirelessly, and you can charge another phone with that phone, and also charge the Samsung uh, AirPods or whatever. You can charge the AirPods wirelessly just by like putting the AirPods on the phone, and then you can charge your your Bluetooth headphones with the phone. And it's probably waterproof or something like that. Hey, I'm sure you could uh, put lo- lava proof it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Does it solve erectile dysfunction? <laughs> I mean, make you coffee. So it goes to certain <laughs> websites. It'll <laughs> <laughs> get you there. <laughs> so yeah, so I, that, that's how they get you. <laughs> well, the five G is how they get you. <laughs> I found, they can't, like I'm hearing about this five G stuff, and I thought that was a, while, a, a ways away. Uh, no, it's being implemented in certain, yeah. certain places. It probably right work. Like somebody probably, in America has five G right now. Oh, America won't have it. I think, but other countries are getting uh, it. And it's probably they get the contracts, and yeah. for the next you know thirty uh, years, they have the five G. Right. So they have the network infrastructure. So every time anyone makes any kind of contact to someone else, whoever is running that network can do whatever. Essentially, it's yeah. not like America doesn't do it, but yeah, we just I gotta mean, get up to the up to the speed with our own companies. Yeah, can't wait to get ten percent more internet. All yeah. I know is is. Uh, if there's any uh, encrypted encryption companies out there that are going to do any kind of stock in that, that's what I'm going to buy. Encryption company stock. Mm. So mm, okay, sure, I guess. Uh, oh, and uh, speaking of, that's how they get you. So Google is uh, getting in trouble for hiding microphones in its Nest home security hardware, and it's just like when you bought that Google hardware, you just well, Nest, you were, is, Nest is Amazon, right? Uh, I thought Nest. I think Nest is owned by Google is what it made it seem like. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Google informed uh, the Nest Secure customers that they could use the device to access the Google Assistant. The thing is, though, to access the Google Assistant, you know, like the uh, the Hey Siri scenario, you have to just talk into it, and it's listening to you all the time. And they're like, wait, I didn't know this device could do that. There's been a microphone in this thing the whole time. And they were like, oh, we meant to tell you about this hidden microphone and that we've been listening to. Does anybody believe that? <laughs> yes. People, be- people believe that anything. That is ridiculous. It is, one, Google is... Their whole business model is getting all your data and all your information. But their motto is supposed to be do no evil, right? Oh, they took it away. <laughs> That's officially like not their thing yeah. anymore. <laughs> that may be Google's model, but not Alphabet's. You know, it's not even Google's anymore. They took it away like, uh, I want to say, four years ago. <laughs> Dude, man. That, that That's the kind of stuff that starts to me really literally sometimes. These 
uh, major tech companies like Facebook and Google or how many times do they have to wrong us before we realize, okay, let's really stop using this company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they're so intertwined with everything. It's, it's so hard to break that cycle. I read so many articles, RC articles that come out where it's like, I tried to ditch the big five tech companies and I, it was it was difficult or it was hell. Where I saw somebody who like went off the grid officially and, the, and they, they wrote their story about how they got off the grid and it just, it was it just seemed like way more trouble than it's worth. So, I, I, completely I, off the grid though, right? I was reading about this or, or listening about this dude who's you know talking about trying to be more productive and find more use for his uh, dead time, his minutes. What he did with his phone was he deleted any app that that contained like uh, infinite content, meaning like mm. Facebook where you can infinitely scroll, Instagram you can okay. infinitely scroll, stuff that could suck you in forever. He deleted it, like, and you have to delete it. His point was you got to delete it from the phone. You can't be disabled. It can't be hidden within folders. You have to know mentally that it's not an option for you. And therefore, when you go about your day, it's never an option anymore. It's not a distraction. And then you obviously and very easily fill it in with conversation or observing the day, being more in the moment, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, just get a Nokia, old Nokia phone. Yeah. People do that. You play Snake. I saw this uh, product placement for this device where it actually uh, uh, syncs or links with your phone, but all, all it does is a camera and very basic stuff like text messaging. That's it. No apps, and it contains your music, mm-hmm. so you can go running with it. It's meant to be taken out and being active with it. So I was like, I thought that was entertaining. It's like here we spend like a thousand dollars for a phone, and then I'm going to spend an additional hundred bucks for this device that links to it. That takes away all the capabilities of the phone I just paid for. I was like, okay, yeah. I guess that's the thing these days. I think I heard about it. It's called like the minimalist phone, and I remember it being yeah. like, I was, if you give me a minimalist phone, it better be like fifty bucks or something like that, you know. And it was like three hundred or something. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's how they get you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's dumb. Yeah, people are buying it though. Somebody's paying for it, yeah. and and you know, I kind of see it. I I used to think that kind of stuff was dumb, but like, it makes more and more sense to me now too. They're going to look back. It looked, look, it looked good too, man. Yeah. <laughs> man not not for me though. All right, uh, I don't think, I, I, you know, this is the second week in a row where I actively went looking for a good news story. <laughs> I got one for you. Okay, there we go. Let's, let's uh, wrap things up, this hot take up with uh, some good news, Johnny. What you got? So let's talk about the Hayabusa 2. So this is the- a motorcycle? Uh, I guess it could be. Okay. There is All a right. motorcycle named Hayabusa. It's supposed to be one of the, the faster uh, uh, crotch rockets. Well, there you go. Done. Let's get What I'm talking about is a Japanese spacecraft that uh, has- at, at this point in time of recording, has landed on uh, Ryuga. Well, not really landed. It descended, right? It shot a projectile. So it basically shot oh. a bullet at this asteroid to yeah. uh, free up some debris, capture the debris, and it's going to bring back that sample now from the asteroid back home. Uh, space gun control. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We just started an intergalactic war, what the Japanese did at least. <laughs> so so we're talk, talking about te- technological feat. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. That's great. Yes, I'm, great. I'm fine with it. Uh, okay, well, I'll be curious to find out what they find out. What, what, what are you guys' thoughts on aliens? How how likely is it that we will have alien contact in in our lifetime, even if it's microbial? Hmm. I don't know if we'd ever really know. Sure, you will. Hundred well, no. percent. Yeah, you can't. Know. I don't think you can know hundred percent. Why not? No, no, no. Well, because you. <laughs> how do you get the sample? You, you something sample. you should have bulleted into an asteroid and then you would bring it back. Yeah, but and you'd okay, look at the but but you know that there's microbes on everything. No, there's there's almost it's it's very hard to get rid of every microbe, right? Are you saying like how do we know that we didn't bring it up there? Yes. Oh well, well, no, we we have very stringent policies, clean policies, and, and so forth to make sure that we aren't contaminating what we're trying to collect the samples of. They yeah. lice all all your Neil Armstrongs before they <laughs> get in the capsule. <laughs> Tons of Clorox. <laughs> yeah, I would just say it's more likely that we we spread our germs through the universe. Well, that's part of why I understand. I think NASA does like really really make sure that the stuff we send up there is super duper clean. So that whenever it comes back, you can't be like, oh, my God, we found something. We found space roaches. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hair. It belongs to some person named Bo. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing uh, the how Venom got his powers. <laughs> that is basically what happened. Well. Yeah. jumped on the thing. Well, cool. So, hey, Japan's got a uh, – you think that America will be the premier space power throughout our lifetimes? Yeah. Hashtag Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> I was arguing with my family about Space Force over the weekend. <laughs> I'm going to apply for jobs there. I can't wait when they come out with an imperious stormtrooper position. <laughs> yeah, you got a, you look good in black, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, and, uh, and that's the hot take news. For all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. We'll be right back after this. 
All right, welcome back, folks. I'm Johnny. Lance. Uh, First Officer Bo reporting. Yes. Science Officer Lance. Let's enter the captain's radio room for some more private sessions. I believe that I can do more. Hasn't that been the problem all along? You've never been willing to do what's necessary to attain it. You didn't talk about Robert Kraft. <laughs> I, there's so much going on in the news. This is so much. All, All the jokes are already made. Uh, Trevor Noah, I think, said uh, it was a he got, got his balls to play. This. I thought that was pretty <laughs> So today in the captain's radio room, I wanted to dissect a statement as it uh, applies to multiple facets. So the phrase is, "With great power." comes great responsibility. Man, that's profound. Profound. Did you think yeah. of that yourself? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take credit for that. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> so, and also kudos to uh, Spider-Verse for winning uh, an Oscar hey. for Best Animated Feature. Hey. Fantastic. Um, so, think about this. With great power comes great responsibility in your personal life. You know, does that equate to, are we good enough of a Samaritan helping out people, right? How does that apply to our spiritual life? in light of our recent conversation with Chris Pratt and his church that has uh, is known for uh, anti-homosexual views, yeah. Oh, that's not what they're known for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the things that they've been linked to, I guess. Yes, that, that's true. So Chris Pratt, you know, he's a famous guy. So with that power comes responsibility. What what should that manifest towards? And, of course, the age-old question that we deliberate here in the Junto show is government, the role of government. You know, the United States is an undeniable superpower as it is today. So with that power, what responsibility does that have on on the world stage, right? So, hmm. okay, so that's a lot to, to parse out. So yep. we should probably uh, take e- each one individually. All right. Yeah, I, I forgot what the first one was actually. Just personal. Personal. Life. Personal. Okay. Uh, so I think that I personally feel that I should that I am relatively intelligent, healthy, and conscious of some of the ills. Don't forget, in the world. good looking. <laughs> I mean that's true, but it's not not super useful. It turns out, so like <laughs> <laughs> not a superpower apparently. Uh, right, so I think that I have a combination of ability to help solve a problem and both awareness of problems that I should um, be out doing stuff. And I do stuff here and there, mostly like uh, just around election time. But um, I I think that I, given my talents, should be participating actually more than I do. To the world. That said, I don't think that if I saw somebody else who was equally smart as me or whatever, and I kind of had as much money as me, I wouldn't think they were a bad person for doing less than I do, per se. I don't think that you're required to do stuff. Like so, so I don't think that necessarily with great power does come great responsibility. I think if you use your great power responsibly, then you're great, but you, but you don't, uh, not a bad person for not. Hmm. That's a fantastic phrase. I like that. Like, you know, if you have great power, you just have to use it. I don't know. Just say what you yeah, use whatever to say. Say. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. That was good. With great power comes great responsibility. But if you don't do anything, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that fits right on the panel. <laughs> right in the word bubble. <laughs> uh, I, I guess in my personal life, you know, when you say great power, you know, I think of influence of other people. And I always say good to my kid. And so obviously that's that's apparent, you know, the the great responsibility there. Ah, uh, that's a nice that, pun there. Yeah, exactly, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, uh, beyond that, I guess uh, in my capacity for doing good, I think there is kind of like Lance said. There's always more that you can do, um, and I, I do sometimes feel that that I don't live up to the the bar that I kind of set internally in my own head, um, but that might not be a necessarily bad thing. So I think I'm. I think I'm kind of like Lance, except I am the person that's not doing anything. And I'm glad that you don't think I'm a bad person. So. Yeah, not based on this, anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's not go overboard. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, I'm definitely not doing enough. I feel like there is um, the relative, quote, power that I'm in. It's There's more I can be doing with my life, with the resources that I have. Um, and the example I have in mind is we have a friend. And he was telling us about how he had signed up for a a first aid class, right? So he's going to get the training, the first aid class. He has like a fire extinguisher, I I believe, in his car. Okay. And like... Have you ever shot a fire... Do do you think you're confident that you would know what to do with a fire extinguisher 
if you had to? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, have you ever shot one? Oh yeah. No. Maybe I, I maybe I have. I don't well, know. I want to. I want yeah. bad. But it wasn't at yeah. a fire. I got really drunk and we found a fire extinguisher <laughs> spraying it around the street. So I've done it. Yeah. I, I, I want to both because I think it'll be fun and also because yeah. I don't think I'm confident yeah. I know what to do with one. She know what to do. Yeah. Should, yeah. So I'm sure we can find like an expired one and then test it out or something. Let's, okay, go on. Yeah. So anyway, so this friend of ours takes a first aid class, has like a fire extinguisher in the car, all for the possibility of if he's tra- traveling, driving down the road and he comes across somebody in need, he's ready to spring into action and help him be that good Samaritan and knows what to do. It's like, wow, that is yeah. a lot. That that's 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 good on you, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, you should always have in your car the it's the the glass breaker and the seatbelt cutter. Yes, I have that. Yeah, the seatbelt. Yeah, I think I actually do have both. I also yeah. have a pair of chopsticks. I have. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just as prepared. I mean, if you go up on a burning car, you're going to want to get someone break glass, cut their seatbelt, pull them out. Yeah. I mean, if you have a fire extinguisher, what's that going to do to a little you know the gasoline fire? You know. You want to get them out of the car first if it's if their life is really in that much danger. So I keep a can of beans in my car. It can be all used offensively or defensively. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Johnny, you're you're uh, heading home. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you've got hours, nothing to do today. Uh, and you false. See, you see somebody <laughs> on the side of the road. Some yeah. old some an old couple on the side of the road with yeah. a flat tire. Yeah. Do you stop and help? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like I'm at legit? No, you? legit. Yeah. Have you ever? But you say the old person side of the road. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll stop and help. If, if so, so the scenario is like if I see somebody uh, on the side of the road with their um, hood open, peering, looking over it, I'm probably not gonna stop because I got I'm nothing like, for your hood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. I, I know. I barely know what's in there. Like, I know there's like a few transmissions and a left axle rod down there somewhere. I think I have no a, idea. There's a David axle rod in there. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, but if I see somebody trying to um, change a tire, then yeah, I'll, I'll stop and help. Yeah, I mean the yeah. one thing if you do have that yeah. power, you don't have to know that, so you can get AAA or something like that through your insurance, and you can stop it, and you can be like, you know, do you need a tow somewhere? Oh, I'm not offering nobody my tow. Yeah, <laughs> they got a cell phone. They'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's one thing you could do. But if you see someone with a cell phone, then they're probably contacting someone else. Would you stop and help somebody with flat tire bill? Uh, let's see. I I haven't stopped for I would, but I haven't had the opportunity to. I have stopped and helped people push cars and and yeah. pick up uh, pick them up and take them wherever. So I picked up oh, hitchhikers. Wow, a couple hitchhike- times. Okay, so yeah, I, I will I will help somebody with when the you're tire. Bo- when you're bow size. I don't think he's afraid of me. Well, this proof. was a long time ago. <laughs> it, it's kind of weird. As soon as I got married, uh, basically those days were kind of over. Um, picking up hitchhikers, but I did pick up a couple of them, and one of and I used to talk to him, and because uh, I'd be like. These people, you know, I kind of looked at it as kind of like an interesting way to get to know someone or something. That person's got a story. <laughs> that person does have a story. And I picked up one of them, and he was a, a Cuban-American. And he was, he, we were talking, he was like, you remember that scene in the beginning of Scarface? And I was like, this isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, uh, so he goes, uh, you remember the beginning, that scene in the beginning of Scarface when uh, Fidel Castro uh, is like, uh, say, basically pointing to America and say, go there. Well, that's what I did. <laughs> that's cool so. yeah he's like uh, man let me tell you a little bit about America like, but when you're telling, telling somebody a story don't start with Scarface <laughs> remember that scene in <laughs> remember that scene in Scarface in, uh, in, in was it uh, Halloween <laughs> yes and it's a story about me liking candy <laughs> <laughs> what about you Lance have you ever picked up a hitchhiker uh, I want to say no I think I Maybe once there was there was a young lady on the side of the road who like needed mm. <laughs> yeah. and she had yeah and she had a tank top on and, I, and then um I somehow I knew she needed gas so like I passed by her on the freeway and then turned around she's holding a gas tank I don't know what it how I knew she needed gas but I, I took I think I took somebody to get gas one time when I was driving to see my mom in Atlanta mm. and Esther one time uh, and I don't I'm not big on his like strangers are bad but I do I do stop and change tires I've done that a few times. And I have a um a, one of those jump start batteries in my car. Yeah. And I jump start people's cars all day every day. Yep. Well, not all day every day, but if I see you with a jump start needed, I do it maybe four times a year. Yeah. I I feel like if I'm overseas, I'm more likely to pick up pick up a hitchhiker. 
What? Yeah, I'm not I'm, playing with nothing overseas. Is with, uh, you have I, much less margin think, for error overseas. I think, I think people here in the states are a little more crazy, especially the Florida man and the Florida woman. And I don't know what the rules are overseas. Picking a picture, I guess, might be illegal. Like I'm not trying to get caned in mm. whatever the hell country. That, that, that is a good point. That is a good point. But like countries that are known hitchhikers, like New Zealand, Australia, perhaps countries oh, yeah. like that. Like yeah. yeah, it's just part of the lifestyle. Hey, I'm just gonna yeah go and I'll, I'll hitch hitch a ride whereas over here you know like if you pick up a hitchhiker there's probably a reason they can't drive yeah so like i remember when the when a hitchhiker i picked up once it was this old guy and he was like he was like hey you know the people on this side of the bridge are super nice hey can you drive me over here uh hey can you take me to this bar (laughs) (laughs) and so i was like okay and then i drive he's like hey thanks man yeah the people on this side of the bridge they never drive you back but the other people side of the bridge are super cool and uh, so I just basically <laughs> took him to the bar, and I feel, I, I feel like I feel like I kind of want to pick up people that I see at the bus stop, every, like here and there. But, you know, I'm like, you'll get, I'll take you where you're going a lot faster. But like, you shouldn't get in the car with me. I, right, I shouldn't exactly. let you get in the car with me, and you shouldn't get in the car. Like, it's, it's like a trap. It's like <laughs> as soon as they get, it's like, no, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, it's like like I'm a good one. Yes, but this, as a rule, though, this is a bad choice. <laughs> like, this is not a universalizable decision you have made. Yeah. Well, I think if you do it, you you kind of have a universal realization that everybody is. Not really that bad of people. They're just trying to get somewhere. You know, I, I don't that's think... Not uni- that's not universal. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's not universal, but you don't read on the news all the time that there's a hitchhiking epidemic of hitchhi- <laughs> stabby hitchhikers, you know? Are people picking up hitchhikers? Is, is that because people aren't picking up hitchhikers? Or is there like more people than I think are actually picking up hitchhikers and it's just working fine? I think so. I think that is the case. I think more often than not, people are getting picked up and it's okay because you don't hear it on the news. Yeah, hmm. I would say Save it in Uber. <laughs> the the percentage of hitchhikers is low, and if the percentage of hitchhikers that are bad people is the same as the percentage of bad people all across America, then the percentage of bad hitchhikers or the amount of hit, bad hitchhikers is very very small. Yes, but yeah. that that is very logical, Bo. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. I won't. Come on, Bo. Get, <laughs> regal me another story about hitchhiking. Um, How many hitchhikers have you picked up lifetime? Uh, more than twenty? No, not more than twenty. Probably about seven to eight or something like that um probably the the last guy I picked up he was the kind of the most sketchy guy i picked up and this was back when i lived in the panhandle i picked him up and he was uh he was like hey man can you take me to the beach and i was like i was like well i'm going there anyway fine um so we started going there and i was like so why are you going out there he's like hey my my cousin she's uh she's getting married uh at the boardwalk which is like the main place everybody goes and i was like really and he was like yeah you can just take me there and i pull up and is there was a like suit? a <laughs> no, no, he, he's. I mean, he's just like a in street clothes or something. Okay. And so we pull up to the boardwalk, and there's like a seafood festival. There's like nothing set up for any kind of wedding, and I was like, this guy completely just lied to me, you know? Yeah. Which I mean, I don't care if you like lie to me that bad, but make up a good lie at least, and you don't. Have to, you don't. You could just <laughs> put tell some me the effort truth. into the lie. Yeah. And just tell me the truth. I'm gonna take you to the boardwalk or whatever if you said that or not. So somebody, some some lady came up to me at Walmart. Uh, where was I? I was I was down south in Florida over the weekend, and she was like, "Hey, I need um, five dollars to get some medicine from my child." She was like, "I'll pay you back when the next time I see you." And I was like, "No, you won't." And I gave her the five dollars, but I meant no, I won't ever see you again, right? Because I don't live here. But I think that I was like, I think it came off as you hobo, you won't pay me back. I'll uh, you. <laughs> you'll be incapable of ever yeah. paying me back. Yeah, yeah, and like I thought about that after I gave her the money, and I was like, ah, oh, I didn't mean to like hate on her. <laughs> And I felt bad, but then I was like, yeah, "Oh cool. man, yeah." <laughs> people at Walmart ask you for money. It's it's always kind of odd. Uh, I remember there, we lived this when we lived on the other side of town in Kirkman. There was a guy who looked like it. He had had a really rough time in jail or something. He was like six foot ten or something. Jeez, giant guy, right? And he just both calling somebody a giant. He yeah. he just looked like someone that could like to squish you or something. But you could. He had some really major mental problems because his skull was like caved in or something like that. <sighs> And so what he would do is he would just kind of like lumber up to you, you know, and I was like, I was like, this guy is really hurting and he is really scary, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I was like, so I gave him some money and he just kind of would like kind of teeter around the Walmart parking lot. But that's a, uh, that's got to be a rough life. Yeah. I wonder so, what happened to him. Uh, no clue. Yeah. I saw um, a picture of some guy online that had his, uh, his head caved in, but he was like. Dressed and had, took a selfie, and he like, po- he posted it. So it's like you, you can, apparently you can lose a big chunk of your brain yeah. and still be like functional, mm-hmm. but like uh, maybe incapable of doing certain things when oh. it came to that. You know, what I found out the you know the wide neck meme guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Pensacola. <laughs> 
I'd have to show you a picture of it. He got arrested recently. This dude's neck was like a shark fan. Okay, so what was the next day? So it was our personal power responsibility. Spiritual life. I had no idea what you mean by that. Well, specifically Chris Pratt, I guess. So so let me rephrase it. What if we were more famous? Okay. Like when the show gains one more user, we become famous. All right. Okay. Well, I, I part of what I well I haven't been really good at it, but part of in my mind's eye what the hot take news is for is to bring uh, light to certain things that are going on in the world. But That's true. Thinking back on it, though, I do a pretty crap job. <laughs> yeah, I think well, you do a mixture of a good job, man. You you, you do the stuff that uh, gets us more woke, but then also uh, some uh, good technology, entertainment, and, and stuff like that too. It's a nice little balance. Yeah, I try, try to keep it. Uh, yeah. I I try. Uh, some weeks yeah. are better than others to kind of balance it out, where it's just not like. Yeah. Cause like the, the things I write down is just like the world is so crappy, everything's bad, 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 bad. I'm like, but then I'm like, yeah, this. And in, in the moment, I'm like, you guys are smiling at me. <laughs> I don't want to bring you down. Uh, uh, if yeah, if you were to make spiritual and and knowledge, because you know spirituality, you know, I think that there is an innate human sense that you kind of do have to uh, think is spiritual, and I mean in terms of, uh, you know, you know, as as yourself, you kind of look beyond yourself. Mm-hmm. And you kind of always have questions. And I kind of think of that as like spirituality. So, but in terms of what we do, uh, you know, I would I would kind of say that um, knowledge is probably the one thing that we could probably... I know that I can always try to work more on. Um, I do feel like, you know, Lance, I feel like is the workhorse for the, for the, for the program. Uh, and I would like to contribute more, but... I don't give myself enough time to do that and stuff like that. So. Yeah, you got a kid. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> unless it deals with Venezuela. And the, yeah. Unless <laughs> unless land some, unless I hear something and I go, this is this cannot stand. <laughs> um, so so kind of along those lines regarding like uh, spirituality, I, I, an argument I had with a, a very close friend a while back, long, long time ago, but it stuck out to me. This person legit believed, this is a statement they said, um, that without religion there is no morality and i was like what that's ridiculous like um she was she she was like the reason that people behave Mm -hmm. properly or whatever is because of religion Mm -hmm. i was like no i disagree with that well i think that's one of the fundamental arguments for faith is we are born with morals there i.e or ergo wherever we're born without them it would be according to her and then if, if there if there is no god Wait, but, but, the, but the argument is because we were born and we know the difference between right and wrong, where did that come from? Clearly, that was instilled on in us from a higher being. Ergo, there is a God. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. Oh, that, 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 that's, 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 not, that's not religion forth. per se. That's that, a But God. your your friend is probably thinking more of like, if there is no uh, good or bad, there's no consequence for any of the actions that I have beyond this life. And so there's no lower level meaning towards any of this existence right so my actions really don't matter mm, i think you guys both said good things but different than yeah, what definitely. she said i think she was like if you don't go to church then you will do bad stuff and i was like man there's lots of people who are like atheists yeah. aren't out there killing people but that doesn't yeah obviously that doesn't make any sense right well i don't know i don't say obviously because this person this person's a smart person that's the other thing too like about being adult is you find really smart people who have b- beliefs very different than yours mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh I will maybe if that was her point, I could see that logic as well. Where there there is probably some percentage of the population that that is uh, that has faith that they need that faith in order to keep straight, to keep on the moral compass, perhaps where they have they have that little reminders every Sunday, perhaps to oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah, try to do good, don't <laughs> don't <cheat>. murder, don't. <laughs> well, so like low key, that's what I was getting from her too. She was like, no, you have to. And I was like, okay, so like. You are you saying that you would be uh, out here buck wild if it wasn't for <laughs> yeah for uh, your see talk? I don't think that's the thing I think it's more of like she she says she if you if you try to live a good life and some of that you try to be disciplined and so that entails some sort of sacrifice right mm-hmm. so I'm sacrificing my own personal you know inner um, diagenesis diagenes uh, the the base of the god of like wine and something right Dionysus Dionysus yeah, yeah Dionysus right. So I'm I'm sacrificing my uh, inner selfishness for what I perceive as like a higher yeah. thing. If there is no higher thing, then I'm sacrificing this for nothing. And so you know, if if I decide to go, you know, uh, you know, lie to a bunch of people or not, 
that doesn't matter beyond me. Yeah, okay, but I and yeah. and I guess my thing is that that is enough. I know, that, but you're, but that's the thing. Like, but you but you want you want to feel like there's something more to like your actions and consequences yeah. than just that. Yeah. You know, you, if yeah. I do something, if I do some something do. with some you, do. then you're not going to yeah. you know hang out with me or something. I I, I do believe I don't, I, I don't subscribe to that. Like I, I I see where you're coming from, but um, so like uh, I hear a lot of people say they they cite the reason why they do or don't do something they cite as the reason is they would do it for me. Like, Oh, I'll take you to the airport. I know you would do it for me. And I would take you to the airport. If I knew for a fact, you wouldn't take me to the airport. I would still take you because, because I think it's the right thing to do. Okay. Yeah. But I, I hear a lot of people say that. I'm just like, that's interesting. That's true. I've put them to the test on that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, Johnny zero trips to the airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm more like, you have to do something for me. It doesn't have to be the, it doesn't have to be equivalent. It doesn't have to be like tit the for same tat, exact thing, but it has to be like, of weighted yeah. the same at least or something. well i think that's true in a previous episode of our podcast we yeah. talked about our core values one of mine was uh fairness and equality yep. so yes yep. that, that is fairness and equality that's extremely big on me yeah huge uh, huge i think there's a line but i think i not that not that i should be telling people this i think i could probably be uh taken advantage of a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> anyway so that's a good discussion guys appreciate okay. that we're going to wrap that up a little bit in the captain's red room because we've got a ship to run. We're in red alert right now. Oh, no. <laughs> Attack. <laughs> no, no. No. <laughs> Coup. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take over the uh, the bridge. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But, Captain, you're the captain. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. okay. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Hunter Show. I'm Bo. I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. And now it's time for our world-famous pop culture uh, segment where we uh, discuss the happenings around the United States in terms of culture. Not even the United States. The world. The world. Given that it's world famous. It is. Yes. <laughs> what am I thinking? <laughs> All right. So probably the biggest thing going on in pop culture would be the recently passed 91st Oscars ceremony. Woo-hoo. So I think I think me and Johnny watched it. We were passing a little... Uh, Little jokes back and forth. Mm-hmm. Bo, did you catch any of the Oscars? Um, you know, award ceremonies. I actually try to avoid them. Yeah, why's that? Um, because they're boring. <laughs> <laughs> you would not be too far off, most likely. Yeah. Okay. My auntie. But. So I was hanging out with my aunts, my family over the weekend, and my auntie like was hell set on watching it. So I was like, all right, I hang out with her, mm-hmm. and I watched it. It was fine. Uh, I didn't miss the host, in all honesty. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I did like how the first presenters were actually Amy Poehler, Tina Fey. And well, I knew you didn't know her name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm drawing a blank too. I know her name normally. Though. Uh, she was. Uh, she's like it's a Hispanic lady that's on the SNL. I don't show. think she's Hispanic. I think she's half yeah. half black, half white. Her 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 mom's like a famous jazz singer. Um, from she was from Saturday Night Live. Crap. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So shoot. <laughs> so they they came out and they're like, well, we're not your hosts. But we're going to stand here just a little bit too long to make it feel like we're the host. And we're going to tell some jokes, like, if we were the host. So they start rattling off some jokes. It was fantastic. So yeah. it's, it's a nice little primer just to set into the evening. I'm a big Tina Fey fan. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... So awards, what are you happy about? What are you, like, upset about? Mm, am I what upset you about anything? So, so the Oscars got me right. Up front, they gave two awards to, to like, two black women and also to Black Panther. So like I was on a very high from the beginning of the show. And then and then like uh then also Regina King, another uh black woman got like best supporting actress and I'm all about uh I don't know how to end that sentence without sounding uh <laughs> 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 super duper pro black. No, no, keep going. Which I am. Uh you know, but I like seeing the diversity of the country being reflected in the award winners of the uh of various award shows, so, so, th- so that right there got me off on a, on a good start, and uh, it was good. I'm a big Regina King fan. Uh, also, the costume designer for Black Panther, like that was, I would have been mad, mad, mad. Like I felt more strongly about Black Panther getting costumes and set design than I did about like Best Picture or anything like that. Like you know, you can argue about that, but it was definitely the best sign, best sets and best costumes. Yeah, I mean that's probably because there are some just clear favorites or should be wins and that's one of them for sure yeah. they did such a fantastic job in the in the wardrobes and all the yeah did i also mention that those were the first oscars won by any marvel movie thus far which it sounds weird like they didn't get any best super special effects 
But the, people were saying those were the first Oscars by a Marvel movie, so which makes uh, Black Panther officially the best superhero movie of all time. But we all already knew that. Didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Spike Lee got his first Oscar for uh, best adapted screenplay for uh, Black Klansman. Big fan of that. He was super excited. Jumped on the same <laughs> Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Uh, let me see. So this was uh, 30 years ago. Do the Right Thing, which is uh, Spike Lee's one of his first movies and yeah. arguably his best movie. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was like, I thought Do the Right Thing was better than any other Spike Lee movie I've seen. Uh, it, it didn't even get nominated for Best Picture. So okay. uh, actually, um, Kim Basinger at that Oscar ceremony, when she was introducing the Best Picture, said that the Best Picture should be Do the Right Thing. But it wasn't nominated. And actually, that year, Driving Miss Daisy won Best Picture. <laughs> so it's kind of uh, ironic that this year, you know, Driving Miss Daisy being a movie about a uh, black man driving a white man, a white lady around, <laughs> won Best Picture. And then this year, a movie about a white man driving a black man around, Green Book, <laughs> Green Book won Best Picture and, and, and beat Spike Lee again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all I got. That's all you got? Oh. And for the Oscars. Well, uh, also, uh, Lady Gaga uh, was trying to get beat up by uh, Bradley Cooper's girlfriend. <laughs> I thought that was really, I, th- I thought that was a really good performance they did of Shallow. It was a real good performance, yeah. like too good. Like if that was my man up there on, st- on stage, uh, you know, catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> I I'll quickly throw up some old beef I have of, with the Oscars from back in '01 when my movie Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was nominated for Best Picture and it did not win. See what beat out Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, that movie I thought was excellent. Excellent. You know, uh, people love that movie. the The wire work in those uh, movies it looks way too fake for me. I don't. I don't like it. I, I, I. But that was the thing. It was like it was groundbreaking back in the day. Yeah, it was Bugs so me. completely different yeah. than anything. Like it didn't matter if it was wire work or something like that. It was just like they're fighting on leaves. You know, yeah. like I didn't have to like. I completely suspended my belief whenever I saw it. I was like, okay, I know what this movie's about, and I'm completely on board. Because this is just completely different than anything I've ever seen, yeah. and I like it. I can't, like conclude movies or whatever. Can't believe a movie like Gladiator beat it out. Oh, oh hey, well, you know, as we all know, I'm very anti Gladiator. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, um, well, I, w- I wish I had a, a good, like, I'm mad at this snub from the Oscars thing. <laughs> not gonna hold. Maybe, maybe Black Panther. I, I, I don't think. Don't it. worry, Lance. You'll find your thing. I didn't really expect it to win. Like, I was like, thank you for nominating it, but we yeah. all know you're not going to win. Moonlight. Win. Yeah. Now, with Moonlight won. I know, but uh, <laughs> then they called the wrong name. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. So, um, are we doing the Oscars or anything else, too? Uh, let me see. Anything else from the Oscars? I like the, the the lady. I ha- so, apparently, the favorite's a good movie. I haven't heard of it even. I did like, I liked uh, the lady that won Best Actress, her speech. <laughs> was, Very UK ish, they said. It <laughs> was really good. And um, there was a couple other little things here and there. Like, so, I don't know if you heard this. After after when, um, when Green Book won Best Picture, Spike Lee apparently got out of his seat and was, like, trying to leave. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, people were saying that he was a sore loser because he was mad that his movie didn't win, and that's why he tried to leave. I think he was more upset that... Uh, I don't know if you've followed it much. Uh, but I, I've heard about this, how the, the movie is not that woke at all. Yeah, Green Book is not yes. the most uh, socially conscious no. movie. It's kind of like a, uh, it's what's called a white savior movie. Yes. And it's not really looked upon well in the community. Yeah. And for that to win, uh, yeah. again, in these times, yeah, I think that's what upset him more than him personally losing. I don't think he would have jumped up and left if Black Panther had one best picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I agree with that assessment. Yeah. Um, oh, so... I was happy that the uh, best documentary was Free Solo, talking about that guy who climbed uh, the face of El Capitan um, without any rope. I thought that was a movie about uh, getting free from carbonadium. Was it was carbonite? Carbonite. Car- getting free from carbonite. <laughs> <laughs> free Solo. <laughs> so, and, and I'm a tiny fan of the director of that too, Glenn uh, Chin. Um, it's a guy who, I work with. <laughs> <laughs> is it Clinton? No, no, you gotta be doubting that. <laughs> I don't think it's <laughs> last name is Chin. Um but he's a renowned climber and mountain mountaineer as well. So but he also does these documentaries and it? filming and stuff too. Did you watch I've, it? I've 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 tried to go to the theater and I couldn't get into it, so I'm just it waiting for it to come into the hmm? It was sold out. Movie pass wasn't offering it. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking movie pass. It was at two PM, but when I got there at seven it wasn't there anymore. <laughs> so um, in other entertainment news, we we're moving on. Yeah, that, that's right. a good yep. uh, the overall, I think I'm cool with these Oscars. Oh, so so me, Johnny, and a couple of our other friends, we had a uh, we filled out our Oscar ballots or whatever. 
I got last place. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, congrats to our, our winner, our friend. Uh, yeah. He won. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did see an, uh, a couple movies recently. One of them stars our man, Gerard Butler, in Hunter Killer. Who, who's, who, else, who else are you lumping in with that man? Us. We're all fans of Gerard Butler. I don't, he ain't not my man. <laughs> <laughs> I like him okay, but I don't want him. All I, the people. Be, I thought he got like a free pass after three hundred. Yeah, but he's really testing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, was it any good? It was fantastic. Yeah. So unlike Geostorm, which is like ridiculously <laughs> just bad, but it is what it is, kind of the movie. You know what you're getting into. Hunter Killer, on the other end of the spectrum, was a nicely put together action flick. Again, very corny, very cheesy. You know, it's a submarine movie that they're sent into Russian territory that uh, the uh, military is doing a coup of the Russian president over there. So the mission is go in, save the Russian president in order to avert this uh, World War Three disaster that might be impending if we don't. Right. Okay. So but but this did give me think about the larger question of how do you two feel about movies that have like themes like that, like submarine themed movies with hunt for red october crimson tide u471 how do i feel about submarine movies oh yeah i have no particular affinity or just or distaste for them i think <laughs> i have to be in the right mood so submarine movies are good yeah. in the fact that they're more of a they're like a cramped thriller right <laughs> so the you you watch a movie that you know where it's limited movement limited space limited options and stuff like that. and so the feeling that you get when watching these movies is more of like you know, shortness of breath or something like that, right? You kind of see the claustrophobia on screen, and and that's what I think is supposed to, you know, um, enhance the intensity. Enhance, yeah. yeah. Not only is there conflict, but you are very limited in the options that you can do because of this conflict. Yeah, I don't know. I I just think that I think I might be a little too shallow for submarine movies. <laughs> I think they. Uh, I get it. I think they're a little too deep for me. <laughs> I can never get uh, is that a Lady Gaga <laughs> reference. You can start singing it. Out? I can never get beneath the surface of what's going on in those uh, pictures. Yeah, and I can't eat it like a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to. I want to be part of the part of the club. I want to have a pun like club sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> what's that about? <laughs> submarine, submarine. Oh, okay. there, there you go. go. Yeah, there you go. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. For for me, when I see a submarine movie, it's like a plus ten points or something. Yeah, you like submarine movies? I do. Huh? As a I genre? do. I do because right. I, I can't get enough of it. In, in these I movies, like submarines. <laughs> in this movie, it's always like this um, bravado uh, captain who's going to be the hero. You know they're going to be the hero, mm-hmm. right? And then you got the EXO, the the first, the the, the next in line, who's always going to doubt the captain. Captain, we can't do that. Captain, we can't go that deep. Captain, we're diving too fast, you know. But yeah. you know, but the captain's always right, and it saves the day, kind of thing. So that whole dynamic when it plays out, I just, I just thoroughly enjoy it. That's funny. I don't think I knew that yeah. Johnny liked submarine movies or like anybody. He just had, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's a, a extra plus. Like if the movie's good, the movie's good. But I didn't realize there were people that were like, yes. They're in a submarine. Well, <laughs> I would I would actually think that any naval based movie is probably your cup of tea. Naval based? Why why would you say that? Well, you're a big fan of Star Trek and essentially Star Trek is a cruiser or some kind of navy ship in the in space. What's that uh, scary movie where they were stuck in the bunker with uh, John Goodman? Uh that the, was the, the Cloverfield Yeah, did you like did you like that? I did enjoy it for sure, but that, I thought it was awesome. It is a good movie, but it's like cramped yeah. space, which is basically. But, yeah. but that's not a thing for me. I think it's actually the chain of command when it's a chain of command questioning the authority and going back and forth and yeah. stuff. That's that's exciting for yeah, me. Yeah that, that, yeah, that makes that makes more sense. I was going to say, did you like Kimmy Schmidt? But <laughs> 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 the bunker, bunker girls. Okay, uh, so who's up next? Bo, uh, you seen anything good? Uh, no, so I haven't. I haven't watched any new movies lately. Um, so I did get a new book. Ooh, what um, did on? So. I'm haven't started the the sexy vampire book yet, <laughs> but I did get. Uh, I didn't think I would like it this much. It's called Stranger in a Strange Land. So I'm kind of on this kick of like tent poles of like sci-fi and stuff like that. And so I went from um, uh, what is it? I, I I've I've kind of read these books growing up, you know, H.G. Wells to whatever. And now I'm finally onto Robert A. Highland's Stranger in a Strange Land, and it's a. Um, the sci-fi book kind of equivalent to if you could think of like jungle book, if Magali goes into the, the world of the people. Right. 
and so he this guy he's raised by martians aliens on mars and then he goes back to earth wasn't there a story about some kid who was in the woods for three days he got raised by wolves or something like that uh hopefully it's more than three days but uh but it's but i think there's a whole lot of movies that are and, and stories that are kind of based on this notion um but this book i think is it was i don't remember what it was written in the 70s to the 50s something it's an excellent book i think it's one of the most excellent books i've read um but it is kind of funny because the times that it was written in do uh show itself up in the in the story so like when <laughs> and um you know unfortunately for you lance there's not much racism in the book but there's a lot of sexism <laughs> it is that'll, just that'll like doing a pinch <laughs> it is it is uh all it is is um uh powerful guys with sexy secretaries and how they call them gals and dames and ladies and stuff like that uh, what, what's the trick to this movie to this is it space or is it uh aliens or monsters like what's the thing uh it's just a guy that has no clue of, of the customs of the earth oh okay so he's yeah. okay and so he doesn't even like understand like the concept of sex and stuff like that well, that's the first thing you learn in the woods <laughs> <laughs> well, well but he doesn't know that and and he has like strange superpowers because he was raised by Martians and some of that. Um, I feel like that's a thing you should have said when, <laughs> when I was like, "What's the trick of this movie?" He's like, "Oh, nothing. He was raised by Martians, but you know, no big deal." And he's well, got superpowers. But but the the whole point of the movie is it's kind of like a reflect. It's like, okay, our society is built this certain way. Let's say if someone who had no concept of uh, of our society came into our society, how would they act and and what would they be like? And that's essentially the story, um, but uh, the dialogue and stuff, and it, it's it's really funny. So I would I would recommend Stranger in a Strange Land. I'm almost I'm about it's about a 16 hour book. I'm about like hour like 12 or something like that. Um, uh, so I recommend that book. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's see. And for me, I um I'm watching on Netflix. Uh, well, I finished up season two of The Dragon Prince. Oh, hey, how was that? I loved it. From the creators of Avatar. Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, it's uh, it's got that real Avatar vibe. Um, about halfway through the first season, I was like, oh, wait, the writing in this is really crisp. Like, it's, uh, it's really good writing. The characters are very lovable, just like the Avatar people. And it's uh, it's super-duper woke. <laughs> like, uh, like, one of the characters is deaf, and, and they a thing I like about it is that character, like, does sign language, and then uh, she has a translator who will say what she says most of the time. But every so often... She'll just sign some stuff, and they'll sign together, and then they won't tell you what it is. Oh, that's just, cool. Yeah, it's just like it's it's very authentic to to them and and their experience, and uh, also so like, what is it? There's a there's like a lesbian queen, and like the king's black, and there's like so much diversity in the world, and everything is just like super nice. It's just really, just, mm, I just like it. I just like it. <laughs> I like the world they built there. <laughs> I feel very welcome in that world, <laughs> even though there's monsters and stuff. <laughs> So I got uh, one more. Speaking of Netflix, it wouldn't be a complete week without some sort of Netflix review in there. So I did finish the uh, miniseries uh, called The Kingdom. So this is a Korean oh, man. drama. I do want to finish. I, right. So this takes yeah. place back in Emperor days you know, mm-hmm. of, of that time period. The quick synopsis is, while strange rumors about their ill king grip a kingdom, the crown prince becomes their only hope against a mysterious plague overtaking the land. And that plague... Zombies. So we get Ooh. zombies in a Korean ancient drama. It's fantastic. Six episodes long on the Netflix. Go check that out for sure. You finished it? I did. Yeah, because when I started texting you all, I was like, hey, you guys should go catch this. I was like into the fourth episode, and then you all were talking about, hey, let's go watch the first episode together. I'm like, too far gone. Yeah, first I'm too far off, my friends. Yeah. Too far. Okay, so uh, The Kingdom, I'll watch that. Yeah. I just started the uh, the Netflix phenomenon, Russian Doll. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I heard a lot of good things about that one too. Uh, I love the main actress. She's uh, the curly haired girl from uh, Orange Is the New Black. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've always liked her. I think she's a uh, very charismatic. Um, one episode in, and I really, really like it. Nice. Yeah. Oh, um, one more funny story about the kingdom with the zombies. Um, I was in the middle of watching it at night, and the uh, my roommate uh, comes home, and so she doesn't see the TV as she's just walking down the back hallway of the house and such. And for a while there, all she hears, because all the thing on the screen was, uh, and just kept on going for a while. <laughs> I think she was like, 
clearly that's not a show I would like to watch, <laughs> is it? Well, you, you, you walked in on your roommates watching words. Yeah. <laughs> Same sound effect. <laughs> and I, I mean, something different. Uh, there's, there's a movie with Rosario Dawson that had some, some graphic scene in there that Johnny like came home and there was like two minutes of bad stuff on screen and Johnny just like saw me watching and I was like, the whole movie is not like this. Um, okay, so uh, in other pop culture news, oh, I'm watching uh, Walking Dead too, by the way, and it's good. It's, the ratings are finally it, come back, huh? It, it really it did, which sucks because the ratings are in the toilet. It's they, gone. They People low, have left as low as they're going to get, and it's really, really good. So <laughs> it sucks. Okay, uh, Rotten Tomatoes is no longer going to allow reviews before a movie comes out. Apparently, if you remember a while back, the uh, when Star Wars was coming out and like the female Ghostbusters. The alt right or whoever the hell, like the worst people on the internet, were like making a point to tank the reviews of these uh, movies that either have lots of minorities or female uh, mm-hmm. leads in it. And uh, Rotten Tomatoes was like, "This is stupid," so we're not going to let you guys do it that. Seems anymore. like a no-brainer. Who reviews a movie that haven't seen it? Yeah, I was like, "What is that even yeah. for?" <laughs> right. Well, I thought the the reviewers get first cut at that, though, right? Like the critics, the cr- critics do, yeah. but that's a different section. Rotten Tomatoes has a critic score and the user score. Okay, right? but so I the thought- critics can still. Yes. Well, and the users can too, just like after it comes out. Yeah. Best I can but tell. But I thought, I thought Rotten Tomatoes did that to a degree. I thought before a movie re- release, all you can do is say, I'm interested, I'm not interested in the movie. And uh, then after the movie is released, then you actually score it. And grade maybe it. that's what they took away. I'm not a big yeah. Rotten Tomatoes guy, but mm-hmm. I, I was trying to see it. it says, uh, that's probably what they took away, though. Anyway, they're trying to t- mitigate the problem of uh, jerks online <laughs> tanking movies. Good luck. <laughs> Solved the internet problem. I know, right? That's like, once you figure that out, that's uh, the number one thing they need. All right, uh, one more thing for me, again with Netflix. Uh, watch out for a uh, the next movie that's coming out on that platform. Uh, why release March 13th called Triple Frontier. I might have mentioned it before here in the podcast, but I'll say nope. it again. Yeah, uh, 404, memory not found. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie on Netflix, Triple Frontier, stars Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> that's like a Chinese food, ain't it? Hunan. When I was at the grocery store, I used to work at the grocery store, and some lady was buying a frozen dinner, and it said, you know, I thought it, I looked down as, as I was back and I thought she bought human meat or, or human beef on it. I was like, what the, what the hell? Are, like, what are we selling here? And it was like, it was Hunan beef. But like, you know, I thought it said human it. So Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunam, uh, <laughs> Garrett Hedlund, and uh, Pedro Pascal. So we we know these characters. We know these actors, by the way, okay? It's funny. It's fun. Those last two, I feel like they, they skated by, like, the, you ever see those movies where it's, like, starring Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, Meryl Streep, Bob Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, Bob's probably a big role in the play, in the movie or whatever, but, they, but nobody knows who he is, but they still got to say his name because he, like, won't, he'll feel bad if they don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> those last two, I have no idea who they are. <laughs> so the plot of this movie is basically loyalties are tested when five friends, all military veterans, reunite to rob a South American drug lord, unleashing a chain of unintended consequences. So, again, you got uh, five pretty good actors, you know, action flick, uh-huh. doing a little crime heist with a military flair to it. So, hey, Netflix movie. I'm all in again. Oh, that's on Netflix? Yeah. On Netflix. I think Netflix had some movie during the Oscars where it's like Robert De, Robert De Niro... Uh, yeah, Al Pacino, Mar- and then like Joe Pesci, and and it was like There's basically few- the whole cast of like all Harvey your gangster movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on- directed by Martin Scorsese. Oh, where? Yes, so that's coming out on Netflix too. That's another one of their movies that's being released later on this year. All right, then Netflix. Hey, yeah. man, that that uh, whatever twenty billion dollars are spending <laughs> is going so- somewhere. Oh, right. uh, I do have one thing to say. Yeah, I found out recently. Um, are you a fan of Aliens? That like the Sigourney Weaver? Yeah. Sigourney Weaver, it was um, the guy who directed Titanic. Uh, it was his movie. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not, yeah. Yeah, it's not the same guy. Same one. Yeah, he's the same guy. Ridley Scott is uh, the alien guy. That's Alien. Aliens. Oh, James Cameron? James Cameron. Oh, yeah, I think he did do number two. He did okay. number two. So oh. I recognize that they're good movies, but I personally find the Xenomorph Alien to be terrifying visually, and I don't like watching those movies because I legit get nightmares. Oh, oh <laughs> I thought you meant like they were just bad FX. No, they're terrifying. Um, <laughs> uh, question for you, Lance, in a second. The uh, the lady, I don't know if you remember Aliens, there was uh, a hard, um, she she played the typical like hard-ass uh, Latino girl or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was actually white. I didn't know that. So I just found that out. Oh, look at that. Yeah. 
So yeah. I just wanted to. Oh, that's, that's, that's the point. <laughs> that's the point, you know. And I just was thinking, like, never too late to matter? call that out. Does never, that matter? Never too late to call. So, it, so it doesn't mean it doesn't keep me from stopping liking the movie. Word on the street. Just want to let you guys know is that uh, Ariana Grande is not uh, Hispanic. She's white and she's her Hispanic Italian, and, <laughs> and she's like tanning really hard to play herself up as being Latino. So it's kind of a thing that's going on. <laughs> so, so Lance, you mentioned those uh, xenomorphs are super scary for you, right? Yes. Does it help any? Does it make it less scary if we dress him up like a clown? <laughs> <laughs> I can barely think of anything. There's a clown. Like the guys at work, they have a clown that they have hanging around or whatever. And like I try to be, be like a cool work guy and pretend like it doesn't bug me. <laughs> Wait, there's a clown at work. There's a they have like a blow up clown that they play, they pass around with like as a team building thing or whatever. And every so often it sits in my cu- in like my cube area. And I really don't like it, <laughs> uh-huh. but I can't say anything because I don't want to get called like a p word for girl parts. Well, I mean, maybe that's uh, maybe that's a team building. It's like, who do you know that will take this off of you? I, I just, yeah. That's so classic, though. Hey, we're gonna do this for a team building. You're like, this is the worst team ever. <laughs> I shared a little something there for you guys. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Let's wrap it anything up. else? All right. So, uh, thanks again for another excellent episode of the Junto Show. I really hope you enjoyed it. Also, keep a post to keep an eye out in your uh, in your Junto feed for a special episode we did talking about the Venezuela situation. It's a little extra bonus content for you guys there. So uh, until next time, oh please leave us a five star review on iTunes or wherever you got this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed it, tell a friend about it. Also, you can see us at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Junto Show. Ah yes, good stuff there where you can get bonus episodes of the show. For uh, the low, low price of whatever it says on the website. (laughs) So until next time, uh, signing off, I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. And I'm Bo. See you next time.